1: Hello, my friends. Simon Miller from What Culture here in a weird, creepy room that looks like I'm in some kind of a horror movie. But I'm gonna be that guy. If you want to figure out what's going on, you're gonna have to go tune in to SmackDown Ups and Downs, where Simon or Clarissa explains it all. But you know the deal. If you have been a long-time watcher of Ups and Downs, the train never stops on rolling. So even though I am in parts unknown, not really. Again, you can figure it out pretty easily. Rampage and AEW just had a show. We give them the good bits and up. The bad bits are down. Rampage started with Ethan Page versus Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. So I was having a great time because I love both of these people as I do Chris Jericho on commentary because as people were coming out to their entrance themes, he says, don't you just hate it when people sing along to theme music? I was like, I see what you're doing Chris. Now, the best thing about all of this is that Ethan was joined by Matt Hardy, he was joined by Stokely Hathaway and he was joined by Isaiah Cassidy, meaning everybody was here to try and screw Jungle Boy over but because we're pushing Jungle Boy right now and because we want to make sure Jack Perry reaches the moon, where he can set up a nice little city, he won. I mean, even in the early going, Paige wanted to power bomb Jungle Boy before the bell had even rung, but Perry was like, no, you ain't going to do that to me, I'm a wily wormy character and he got out of it. This was going- Going great too until Stokely Hathaway decided, ha, ha, "I'm going to cause destruction," and he grabbed Jungle Boy's foot meaning he tripped over, that's physics. You already know what did happen after this, because the fight did go to the floor. Ethan Page grabbed Jungle Boy and he threw him into Barry Barricade. And if this keeps happening, I'm going to have to start a Help Barry campaign. Page kept on doing this too, because we went back into Barry and he got thrown into Rita the Ring post. And essentially, he was then like, wait, I'm bigger than you. So I am just going to waylay you with all of these strikes and all of these moves. And he was murking him. Perry was even able to hit a Larry off the ropes. But Paige's like, Pff, I don't care about that. And I'm going to drop your back because he gave him a backdrop. And the vertical power slam... <laughs> But followed that. I mean, he almost killed him. Because Ethan is a wonderful dick, he was then going to hit the twist of fate because, of course, Matt Hardy was watching. But Jungle Boy must be a massive Hardy Boys fan. because like, nope, that's not going to happen. And he fought him off into the corner. Stokely once again was then cast in distraction because he's an absolute goober. And Ethan Page was able to hit the twist of fate, but Jungle Boy kicked out too. two. So again, look at the sheer odds he was up against. The fact he's about to get a victory was fabo. Of course, there were some shenanigans here too because Ethan Page and Matt Hardy have been doing this story Line on AEW Dark, because Ethan was like, Matt, there he is, I want you to hit him. And Hardy was like, I don't want to hit him, because deep down I'm a good guy. And also teasing that he is going to go to broken back Matt Hardy, when all of a sudden, whose <laughs> music played, it was Hooks. This then went crazy, because everyone was distracted, because as I told you before, if anything happens outside of a wrestling ring, wrestlers can't handle it. <laughs> but then Ethan Page was grabbing onto people's hair in order to try and survive. So I would have been a terrible teammate, when all of a sudden, Jungle Boy hit the most devastating move in all of Sports Entertainment with a surprise roll up and he got the one, two, three. We haven't got a match set up after this, because on Dynamite we are going to have Jungle Hook taking on Matt Hardy and Ethan Page. And that's actually been building for ages if you are watching the additional content. So I enjoyed all of this. The right person won, and I tell you. Matt Hardy does want to go back to his weird ways. We should at least give him one more try. Because the first time we did it in AW, he had to do it in front of no fans. That was never going to work up. Also, yep, bring it down. Surprise roll up board, plus one. Tony Schiavone was then in the ring with Ortiz and he was like, Ortiz, what would you like to say? He was like, well, I think me and Eddie Kingston should have a chat. Which is when Eddie Kingston did come out and he had a chair. This dude is all about escalation. Ortiz is still really mad that Eddie was going to hit a woman last week because we had that tease with Julia Hart and even said to Kingston, is that how your mother raised you? Imagine if you turned around and said, yep, when I was a kid, my mumsy said to me, always hit people with a chair, regardless of gender. I mean, that's a strange conversation. Ortiz then said that their mental homicide would have been disgusted by this, and he would have looked at Kingston and gone, oh, you ain't nothing but a fake tough guy. And as soon as Ortiz had those words come out of his mouth, Eddie Kingston's face, he was not a happy panda. In fact, he went so crazy, he took the chair and he smacked Ortiz right in the damn head. So that's it. These two are broken up. The House of Black were probably in the back going like the M. Bison or something, because their plan has totally worked. I'm just going to be that guy. It wasn't a very good plan. I could see a mile off. I really do like what we have done here, and you have to imagine that maybe Santana is going to come back and get into the mix. But it's just interesting and it's just good. I like seeing Eddie Kingston at any kind of an angle up. We then continued stuff with the House of Black because Darby Allen was here and he was all like, Oh, hello. I would like to carry on my run of great TNT title matches and I want to face Buddy Matthews. Honestly, just sat here in my weird hotel room and I went, yes, yes, I would like to see that because we haven't seen Buddy in a match in ages. Give it a tick. We then continued on everything with Brian Cage, who of course is going to have that big match on Dynamite against Brian Danielson. And because he needed a win, do you know who we brought in after apparently a very good appearance on AEW Dark? None other than Willie Mack. And I tell you this, I like Willie Mack. It was so hilarious too, because even though they're both big guys, in the first couple of minutes, they were just jumping and flying around like they were cruiserweights. There's always gonna be some person that go, they don't need to do this. I say they absolutely did. Because once again, I sat there just chuckling away to myself What a couple of athletes. I mean, Mac even caught Cage with a Samoan drop at one point, which looked spectacular, and then went for a standing moonsault and totally missed. And when Brian was able to belly to belly him across the ring, I was just like, man, we had all the flippy dippy doo stuff, and now we're getting big men slapping man me. Cage even hit Mac with the uranage on the ring apron, which is the hardest part of the ring. And then once again, everyone was being thrown into Barry Barricade. Now, I'm gonna give this another week, but if Barry,
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com/slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
2: Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be... a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P pcom com slash whatculture.
1: Keeps getting assaulted in this fashion. I will keep the surprise roll-up counter... But I'm introducing another one. Mac also got thrown into Simba the Steel Steps and Barry Barricade for round two. And when Willie was able to actually fight back, he hit this sky high. You search deep down in your feelings, you could hear D'Lo Brown say, you did that so good. It only got a two. And while it was never going to be the finish, if it had been three, I would have been fine with it. Eventually, Cage was able to power back and he hit this F5, but wonderfully, Willie Mack was able to kick out of that two. So eventually, he hit the drill claw. He got the pinfall. Of course, we had to do this. So now he does feel like a bigger threat when he does take on Brian Danielson. I actually think that match is going to be fantastic, giving this it up. Chayda and Jordyn Vanity then had a tag team match against Jade Cargill and Layla Gray. And the good thing about all of this is, at the moment, AEW does seem to be introducing a lot of tag teams to the division. So if we can just stick with them a little while and not continue to tease that everyone's gonna break up, I actually think this will pretty good. And you can just call Jade Cargill and Layla Gray the baddies let them go crazy. Grace started out here too and looked pretty good, but I tell you, when she did tag in Cargill, everyone went crazy. So don't come into my house or my hotel room right now and tell me she's not a star, she's already there. There wasn't that much to this, because of course it was essentially a squash match and after Layla had got back in there and hit a neck breaker in order to break some necks, Jay Cargill got the tag again. She hit the jaded, one, two, three. Now, I still don't understand what we're doing with Red Velvet and I still don't understand what we're doing with the TBS title, but in terms of a three minute match on a one hour show, that's fine. Uh, then you got told it's going to be Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho on the next episode of Dynamite, and if Ruby Soho doesn't join the outsiders during that, I will be surprised. When we got to our main event of Action Andretti versus Daniel Garcia, and of course we had a stipulation to this too, because if Daniel Garcia was going to win, it would be he teaming with Chris Jericho instead of a Sammy Guevara. And then he lost. But actually, that is what we should be doing, because it goes back to what we keep on saying: we are pushing action right now. So we shouldn't lose. Guerrero also joined the commentary team and he's such a wonderful asshole, I absolutely love it. And yes, Garcia was wearing his new leather ring pants. So why he actually decided to agree to that, I will never know. Garcia even attacked Dray before the bell had run and started putting the boots in. But what I really liked about this action character is we are essentially doing the same thing that we do with Ricky Starks. He may get his ass handed to him, but he always fights from underneath. And when you get somebody that can do that, you start to root for him. He's also really good and can move so fast because he hit this topee on Danny at one point where he was going at like 700 miles an hour. And after he'd also hit this back breaker, neck breaker thing where he was trying to break backs and necks, Daniel Garcia went to the floor. <laughs> so Axel Andrea was like, all right, I'll still get you out there. So he did. I mean, he was hitting slingshot moonsaults, he was hitting split-legged moonsaults. When he was gonna do something off the ropes, all of a sudden Garcia was like, I'm sick of this, I don't wanna do it anymore. And he caught him in a rear naked choke. That's when I remembered, hot damn, that Dan Garcia really good. It got even better, though, because Action Andretti then instantly reversed it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, and a small part of me thought that actually could be the win, because you wouldn't see it coming. We then basically did the same thing, but it always works. Andretti went for a springboard, so Daniel just punched him right in the face, because that's what you get when you go for a flying nothing. And by this point, Daniel was just walking around the ring like, why can't I put this person away? I've hit him with all my moves, and he won't stay down. He decided the best way to do that would be the sharpshooter, but once again, Action and turned that into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment but then he beat Daniel up for a while and he did that run and he hit that standing moonsault thing, which is how he beat Chris Jericho and he got the one, two, three. Now I need to tell you this, something like a standing moonsault should be a finisher. You're literally stood there and you do a flippy whip. That doesn't make any sense. I'm a big fan of doing more stuff like that. It also means, like I say on Dynamite, we will now get Action Andretti and Ricky Starks taking on Jericho and Sammy Guevara. And I understand what people are saying. This rampage lacked a bit of star power, but in terms of 60 minutes of wrestling, I thought it was so damn solid, and I'm excited about this Ethan Page, Matt Hardy stuff, Up. Now please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of Rampage, like the video, share the video and subscribe. Head over to whatculture.com where you can read more articles, Smackdown Ups and Downs is live, again you've got to watch it for information about my life, who wouldn't want that, and if you would like to follow us, no, wait, would I, I don't know what I'm talking about, I've completely lost my train of thought, I've had about three hours sleep, let's just end the video, I love you, goodbye.